the the quest the biggest question right now is did you keep the octopus no no i wanted to and i got i was about to knife it in the skull and um i got over overruled <laughs> like do you know this is 30 dollars eight right here but uh yeah, they're good eating. for sure i gave them a pass on that one they're really good oh. you can cook the whole thing mm -hmm. the legs cook up easy but the vinegar boil it then pressure cook it mm. but mm. yeah they got a real uh very small um chunk of guts they're easy to clean yeah i've seen a lot of guys just like almost just cut the the head off essentially the top mm -hmm. part off and just flash boil it for a little bit and simmer it on a fire and we got ah. so how right. did the trip go dan how did, how did your trip go out in the prince william uh the trip was great um a couple of great days of weather but uh, shrimping wasn't as good as what I wanted it to be or what I thought it would be for being out there for, uh, what, opening three week. days. Yeah, an opening week. We set up in Cochrane and didn't do very good. And there, there ended up get, becoming a lot of boats. So we, mm -hmm. uh, we decided to leave and went out further. Yeah. And uh, it ended up not being so good out there at Unaquic either. Hmm which was frustrating well i'm trying to get you i'm trying to get you some coordinates right now i'm working them mike the facilities director not the director the mike he's one of the facilities guys super nice he showed me a picture they got 10 gallons of tails alone yeah so i'm trying to get some coordinates yeah 10 gallons is pretty good um we got seven but i was oh. hoping for 20 or 25 yeah, I was going to say, I heard guys out there opening weekend got like 25 oh, or more wow. gallons of tail. Yeah. <clears throat> just yeah. tails. Oh, just wow. Just tails. So, yeah. So, your facilities, dude, did. Never mind. Eh. So, I don't know if <laughs> hey, I want his coordinates. <laughs> hold on. Better than how I did. Yeah, right. My boat's still in yeah. dry dock over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. So Yeah, we did pretty good, though. <laughs> That octopus certainly knocked us back because he cleaned the pot out. Oh, sure, oh sure. yeah. I bet he was yeah. loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you call a buffet? Dude. Oh, man, what? That would have been, been so tasty. Oh, I know. Well, I would. I just wanted to cut it up and use it for halibut bait. Mm. It would have been great yeah. halibut bait. Yeah. would have. It's really good. They love that fresh octopus. Mm. See here, I'm thinking like calamari. Like, <laughs> that's not right either. That's where right. my head goes. Like, oh man, that'd be so tasty. <laughs> yeah. So, I, don't know. I had a buddy who uh, he'd get all excited whenever they caught any kind of uh, cod or anything because he just gut it and send it back down. Right. Right. So, yeah, that Pacific cod is such good bait. Mm -hmm. Yep. But so. Yeah, fellas. So, how are you guys doing? Doing well. <laughs> I mean, Dan got out on the boat, so he's obviously good. But yeah, and I and I'm leaving again in 36 hours. Oh yeah, <laughs> not that he's counting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another run, huh? Yeah, we're gonna head back out Friday. Nice, nice. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah. Again, not like do so. Do something different, try and catch some more shrimp and mm. maybe even try to chase some early halibut. Yeah. I was telling yeah. Dave I saw him earlier and I couldn't believe there was three or four guys caught halibut out there this this weekend. And they're a good looking Man. halibut too. That's yeah. early. Well, I guess they're out there year round, but uh I was surprised yeah. they were pulling them out. But it's a numbers yeah, game no. too. You know, you think about it, there's, I mean, like right now, I'm sure if you went out and you trolled randomly out in the Cook Inlet, you'd probably find a few kings. You know, it's one of those things that they're going to be in certain areas. You know what I mean? So one or two here and there, you might get lucky, but by and large, it's not really the time for them. But, you know, 
you never know till you drop the line over the side of the boat and try. What's the worst you're going to do? Get a rockfish? Hmm. Possibly. I mean, yeah. that's not a bad consolation prize in my book right now, sitting as the guy on the bank. <laughs> right, right. That is true, especially if you're sitting there waiting on pots to soak, you know? just You got nothing but time and you're killing it? Why not? Yep. Right. Yep. So I'd be better if my Honda ran, but that's a whole other topic. But that's, that's what's got me fired up. So I was buying some – Dan and I bumped into each other at Walmart because they have the – he was buying bait. That's why I know he has bait. And I was getting the connector for my Honda, the uh, five mm. horse. Yeah. And I, I got it to run and like it was running and I ran inside to grab my cell phone to take a picture of it running. Cause like it ran. Right. But I was literally faith hands me my cell phone. I turn around and think it was, huh? Great. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now it doesn't want to start. So they're notoriously a little finicky when they're like semi warm. So I'm just gonna let it sit, come back tomorrow. Mm. File out a plug. Put a brand new plug in it, change the oil, and change the lower end gear oil in it. Hmm. So, probably didn't foul the plug, but we did run no. long. Man, I gotta get the thing going because we gotta use that for some ducks. Well, uh, well, ducks. The lake, the lakes are all breaking up, man. I was gonna drop that thing in the lake and go out on the lake and go after some pike or some trout or something. Ah, uh, we got like we got. We got some amazing trout and pike stuff coming up because you got to wait till the that lake isn't quite all the way opened up. You just got that good edge water around there. You got about twenty feet of edge water, right? And you start throwing some little mouse flies and little duckling flies and stuff like that out there. Oh man, pike will eat that stuff up. I'm not hmm. disagreeing, but have you caught any on a fly rod doing that? Uh, once, and they are intense. Yeah. So you, you you run it like a uh, seven weight for if, especially if you're going after some bigger stuff, right? Um, you know, six seven weight for for the bigger pike. Um, I'll take my four weight out when you're hitting the little matsu lakes and stuff because I mean you're nor, you're normally picking up hammerheads at this time or hammer handles. Sorry, um, they're not they haven't really eaten that much. They're skinny. They're kind of coming out of that winter phase. So. But they're hungry and they'll move. And they'll fight. So, huh. yeah, a lot of fun. And no and limits. Yeah. yeah, no limits. And man, you just get it. Man, when I'm tying flies for them, I'll tie just the biggest, most obnoxious looking fly you can possibly tie on a big old barbed hook, and you throw that out there, and they'll go after it. They like it. Yeah, called so, kitchen sink. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, just big <laughs> and flashy. So. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, man, it's that time. We're we're almost on the the lakes, dude. It's so lakes and rivers. I was uh really close to trying to go out to to walk down Ship Creek, in the upper part of Ship Creek. It's flowing right now as you cross it over on the highway. Oh, yeah. No, I mean the whole river's flowing, but so you go upstream of the wire over oh, the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of through that industrial park area, mm-hmm. there's trout all through that. There's salmon that go all through that. So, but they you call have it trout of fishing. Everything see, I have to look to see. No, no, no. It used to be you could fish above the wire for non-salmon, but they closed it all down here. It's catch and release, isn't it? No. They complete like, straight close it all down. I'm like 99% positive. Uh, I will double check that, but I'm like, because I remember reading that, thinking the exact same thing, going, suck. Let me pull up the current 2020 regs. Because I know you couldn't keep them, but I thought you could catch and release. I had a buddy that used to do that. I mean, yeah, that you was, used to be able to, that's for sure. That was like three years ago, I thought. <laughs> I might be off on my years. It could be longer longer ago. Longer ago? That's the right word, right? That Makes sense to me. Sure, we'll go with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. How about up, upstream of the highway? Can you get up in there? For yeah, trout? here you go. For a from a point 100 feet downstream of the Chugiak Power Plant Dam, marked by a cable stretch across the creek upstream to the Elmendorf Power Plant Dam, closed all fishing. Ah, and they show it here. It's in red. So now it used to be. You're absolutely correct. I mean, you used to be able to go fish all that up in there, catch and release, and just have a blast. But now it's all closed. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet that's because they, when they put in the, uh, 
the new hatchery, they probably didn't want anybody tromping back and forth in there, disrupting stuff. Once those fish pass there, they want to keep those fish coming up. Well, so, and you know, it's one of those things of if you're getting reported, you can quickly dump things. You know, just lots of shady stuff went on from my understanding back in the day up in there, unfortunately. Hmm. Man, there's a decent trout up in there. But I don't know about upstream of that, like kind of through the, the golf course area. Is that what you're thinking, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Because that looks, you know, good enough. You could just jump right in the middle of it and wade up it. And, oh, yeah. You know, line of sight, cast. Yep. What if Peter's huh. Creek is any good? Um, I, mean, I know they have the silver Peter's, run. Yeah, so they have the silver run that goes up there, and you have some some pinks that come up through there. Um, the only problem with Peter's Creek is it's a very bouldery creek. That's hmm. fast. Yeah. Be, it's so hard, yeah. It's, it's hard to get your your fly or your whatever you're throwing to get really in where you want it to go. Now you get down towards the mouth and it kind of opens up a little bit and it's a little easier to fish, but yeah, you get up in that Creek. It's very bouldery knobby, a little bit harder to fish. <laughs> the Russian. That I don't, I, uh, more so than the Russian. No, no, no. The Russian go when the reds are coming and target trout. It's a blast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is, everybody else is fishing the other holes. You take all the non salmon holes. So pretty much by yourself. And then you can sit there and you can you know, catch trout all day long. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Problem is when you get reds that are running up in there, it's hard to, it's hard to get anywhere. There's so many people down there. Right. Well, what I found is that the people tend to congregate in the holes, at least with every time I've been there. And so in the, like the non red areas, like where they, where those reds are really congregated at, I could catch trout in like down the stream from them ways. So you, you end up having to, you have to move a lot to do that though. Oh yes, agreed. You're, You're constantly on. moving, and it's just kind of, eh, it it you can do it, but it's not like, hey, I'm gonna sit up here and fish because those reds are pushing up the stream, so they're gonna kind of push through, and then you have like people, yeah, eh, it's, mm. yeah, and what the people will do on the rush is they're gonna sit on the deeper holes and the places that mm. they'll stop before they push, and. So you end up fishing all the rapids, which Mm -hmm. the trout don't necessarily sit in the rapids. They're going to sit behind those holes, right? Because that's where those, um, as those fish are pushing up in there, they're going to kind of follow in through those fish, right? Yeah, they'll prefer those holes, but I do catch quite a few of them in the rapids because they get pushed around too. Hmm. So It's a lot of fun to do while everybody else is out chasing reds, you're chasing trout. Hmm. I've never done it on the Russian. I prefer to hit different creeks. Um, if I'm going to do trout, uh, go a little south or south, northeast, up the highway from the Russian. You get uh, um, uh, what are the, is it Clearwater that's up there? Just past uh, right before Cooper Landing. Uh, quartz on the uh, quartz. Yep, Quartz Creek. Those kind of places are fantastic trout. Um, and you don't have all the crazy pressure from all the, the, the salmon Davis. fishermen. Yeah. Hmm. Just, yeah. Are you doing catch and release or do you keep any to eat? Um, normally I'll fish when I'm fly fishing, I'll be fishing with a barbless. If I have my kid out there, I'll throw a barb on it and she's going to catch whatever she, you know, legally can. Um, right. Just cause she loves that. You can go home and cook the fish she caught. She loves it for me. If it's, I don't know. I'll, I'll fish barbless and kind of do both. Um, right. Like if I get a fish that's worth keeping or it's like, man, this is a good fish I want to keep, then I'll keep it. But I'll do, I do turn quite a few back. So. Hmm. So have you ever been up on the, the Kenai chasing the big ones? Uh, I've got, yeah, actually. Let's see if I can find a picture of that. I haven't caught a big one. I've, uh, chased after him though <laughs> so done a couple float trips down the Kenai and uh hooked into a couple of really nice little rainbows on the on the way upper like right after the bridge i think it was even before the power lines so hmm. 
and I know that's that's a catch and release area. You can't keep whatever you catch there. At least you couldn't when I was doing it. So changes every year, it seems like. I know. I don't know what it says. It's been a while since I've floated it, so I couldn't tell you what it is. But see if I can get down here and find a picture of that thing. A so, buddy of mine that I used to work with, he retired a few years back, but he's got a place there near Sterling. Mm, yeah. That, like Moose. Is that Moose. Moose Pass is on the other side, though. Moose is crossing. No, yeah, the where the slough is. There's a little gas station right on the corner. Yeah. Just just before you get to Sterling. Okay. Yep. But he, he's got a place right on the river and uh what is that? A Willie's boat. Mm. But you know, he lives on that river and very rarely goes after salmon. He just loves chasing rainbows. There's some fantastically huge rainbows in there. They're just huge. I mean, they're as big as the salmon that are coming up there. Well, um, he's he's got a couple 30-inchers under his belt. Absolutely. Uh, that's a big rainbow. But, I mean, you really have to know where you're fishing for those suckers. Those are, those are uh, a lot harder to catch. So, mostly because you just have to know what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Know the holes, know the river really well, all that kind of stuff. And I don't. I just don't know the river. I heard enough word retired. Yeah, a lot of time on the water. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. Yep. You learn all those little details when you spend that much time on the water. Yeah. Yeah. If you can float it every day, you know the river. You know where the holes are. You know those fish prefer. But when you're just kind of – go down there once or twice you just you, you don't so right how many, how many years has yeah. he been retired um i think he retired in 2015 so four years okay yeah. so I'm, I'm reading a book totally unrelated to fishing but one of the things they talk about is um like nhl people when you were born and kind of your chance of making the nhl long story not what i'm going to actually go to but the second one is how many hours it takes to become an expert at something I've always yeah. heard nursing is five years, you know, you work for five years and that's when you become an expert in your craft. So if you're an ER nurse, you're a med surgeon nurse, you're a whatever, five years doing that job and you become an expert and they find it's about 10,000 hours of Sounds work right. or study to do it. So like the difference between the really good uh, pianists or the violinists is the ones that become the music teachers didn't put in the practice. And so what you see is you see is like a V shape of, on like the people that kind of sort of practice two, three hours a day, the people that just practice far more and mm-hmm. how well they do at something like that. And so it's about 10,000 hours. It's the magic kind of number. So I was asking how long he was retired. Cause if you think about it, if you spend all summer on the, you know, and plus you have thrown in sort of his pre-retirement time, you know, he could, mm. you know, easily now he's an expert at that, at that river. If he's right. River. Well, he's been up here a long time and they, they go, Oh, that's a nice fish. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't that's huge. Not, hold on, that's not Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> that was firefighter days before the beard. Uh huh, uh huh. That's that's babyface Brandon. That's babyface. There's a reason the beard is here because I look like that. But, <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's probably a good. That's a good bow. He was about eighteen to twenty inch bow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Nice. But uh, when I was anyway. fishing in Wyoming, that was a size fish we were catching out of the uh, Big Creek. Best best fish I ever had. Biggest fish there, bar none. Yeah. For trout, so, anyways. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, where's your guys' go-to fishing spot? Like, so not not let's let's just stick to to not not salt. So, like, if you had freshwater. to tell, like, so freshwater, somebody comes up to you and be like, "Hey, you know." I really want to go out and go fishing this summer. Where should I go? Never done it before. What do you tell them? I ask more qualifying questions a little bit like, what are they after? Cause if you're after salmon and the other thing I always ask is, do you have family with you? So the guy's like, do you want to take out my girlfriend and my kids? You know, there's advantages to certain places like ship while it's a big place, but I like, I like Montana and I do like some of the lakes in the Matsu Valley. Like just pick a lake. Finger Lake is great. Um, so a lot of the lakes, you do have to have a boat and it doesn't need you need a big power boat or anything like that. You have a canoe, you could have a blow up mm. little raft. You know what I mean? Some of mm. you need to have that just to get really good access out there. But most of those lakes out there are just, you're far enough out that, I mean, yeah, we say far enough out, but it's like, you're 
you know, you got decent fishing right there in town. Yeah, the you have like the point you made there is you have to have something to get out on the water. Mm -hmm. Unless you have some sort of hookup with a private access with a dock or something like that, because most of those lakes, man, fishing from the bank, unless you go to the park, which you can do, but you you're so limited in that point, right? Um, like if like Finger Lake, you have the park right there that you can fish off by the boat mm -hmm. launch and around the you know those kind of things, but you're you can. Um, it's limited. I agree. It's it's getting around boat. the sides of those lakes. It's so congested with logs and trees and shrubs and muskag and all those kind of things. It's just hard to fish the edge of certain lakes in Alaska. Yes, and so. the, the other thing too is with some of those, particularly in the valley area, you run into you know private landowner issues and things like that. Don't want to trespass. So you know, but it man, is nice to invest in Onyx, man. If if you're gonna be thinking about doing that stuff, yeah. get Onyx and it'll save you from getting yelled at by some you know old dude. So you might get yelled at anyways, but at least you know where you stand legally. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, Le and yeah. and literally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Where are you standing? <laughs> um but so let's say that somebody comes to you, they're, you know, young army dude. He's got a wife, but man, he just wants to get out. Like, you know, it's him and his wife. He's just going out a couple times during the weekend. I want to go fishing. It's just him. Where do you point him? I'd say up towards Turnigan, you know, heading south, get down south to Girdwood. Mm. there's there's a couple of, of rivers on both sides mm -hmm. that are you know feeding into the ocean that are good accessible from the road that you can you know put your waders on get in the river and mm. hike it upstream mm. you know that's the way we used to fish in new mexico and in colorado there were smaller smaller rivers mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's a ton of fun when you can get in the river and just slowly walk up it, target your holes, target your oh, rocks, yeah. you know, cast upstream. The, and yep. waders, I mean, if you don't have waders, it limits you. Just like not having mm. a boat with the lakes limits you. Because if you, like when we, when I fished in Big Creek in Wyoming, we didn't have waders. We were just, you know, two little, you know, two kids at 16 years old doing our thing. But so it did limit us. And I could see how looking back, waders would have been just a huge advantage, you True. know, so, but yeah, you know the other one I, I turn a lot of guys onto is the um, tail race. Yeah, if you ever so, want salmon, only because it's it's easy to get to, you can't miss it. You know what I mean? And if you get away from the crowd a little bit, it's not bad. You get down, you have to hike downstream a little bit. Yeah, the tail race. It's one of those that I feel like they're gonna hear about anyway. Yeah. Right, like, I mean, hey, right. where do I go? Where I want to know where, where, where are you going to go? Where's some good little honey holes? Go to the tail race. To me, that tells that person, I don't want to tell you anything. You know, right? I, 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 just, I see I, the question you're asking. Is it somebody that you really know, know, and you want to take care of, or is it just somebody who's randomly asking you because they know you're a fisherman? Yeah, you're telling somebody who's a, a, a yes. You want to give them some good info. Like, okay. Anyone who's listening to this, who's like, man, where do I go fishing in the state of Alaska? I want to get out this summer. I don't know where to go where are we going to tell them where to go like we can say yeah go to tail race or go to to ship well no kidding right yeah. you know so you know um, one of the best things i would tell people there's a book it's called fly fishing alaska's highway system you can get it at walmart at, yep get it local that book is incredible on pointing so, new people out i bought it when i first moved up here and that helped me so I got similar. It's uh, Highway Angler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think another that's the one I was. Yeah, a great book. It gives you a whole bunch of great info. Um, let's see if I can find. There's one creek I'm trying to remember. Dan, you were talking about going south, and it's just such a great little creek. I've taken a couple people that have never gone fishing in before in Alaska and taken them there, and they just had a ball. I'm trying to pull up my map system, and it's not working on my stinking computer. So we're going to go to the phone. But it, so it's south of Girdwood. It's right before you get, you turn up to go into the pass. You're still basically on the water um, in the Turnigan Arm. Man, most people buzz right over it and don't even realize what, they 20 mile? It. Nope, it's, it's past 20 mile. It Plaster is, Creek? nope. It is, so, hold on, Ingram up, Creek. 
Ingram. So up towards the Hope cutoff. It's before the Hope, way before the Hope cutoff. Uh, so you go past 20 mile, you go past uh, Placer, you go past all those, and you're coming around the backside of that, the, the Turnigan arm. And before you get the welcome to the Kenai Peninsula sign, mm-hmm. and as you're turning and going up that hill, there's just this little teeny creek you pass over. And that thing it, towards the fall is loaded with pinks. And mm. there, are a few, there are a few silvers that will work their way up in there. Um, mm. But, man, if you're just looking for some, some, some really good trout, if you walk up the creek like Dan, what you're talking about, um, just kind of jumping from bank to bank, work your way up in there, there's some amazing dolly up there and some great trout. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, it's just great little brook trout. Seeing some big bears in there, too. So, <laughs> keep that one in mind as your because it's, it's a pretty yeah it's a pretty narrow creek it's not this big wide open area and there's a lot of just shrubbery on either side of it um but if you just want to go get people on fish there's some really nice little sandbars in there and you start getting towards the the open part of the river towards the turnigan arm and it's just it's perfect so man i wish my computer would actually do what it needs to do overrated uh so frustrating you know, one of the other places I have not had any luck at that I've gone to several times for some dumb reason. Who's that? Nancy Lakes. I just, some reason, I just don't have good luck there. Hmm. So, I mean, like, we talk about, hey, this is the place to go. I would say that's the place I would not go. And sometimes hmm. that's almost as valuable as knowing the place to go. Like, hey, I've been there multiple times and I drive by it and I stop in. I just haven't had good luck there. Other mm. people have, but I haven't. So either it's a technique thing or is it a timing thing? You know, it could be a hundred different things, sure. but sometimes it's almost as valuable to say this is where I wouldn't go. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I kind of would like steer people away from that's me and the tail race. I have never caught a fish in the tail race. Mm. Really? And there are yeah. a lot mm. never caught a fish. I've only been there a couple of times and it was just before we moved out of Palmer, so mm-hmm. three years ago, there was some sketchy characters running around in there. Oh as yeah. Well. Oh so yeah. That's, I, I might not recommend that place. I think you're better off getting some seclusion. There's a couple other sloughs and little creeks that dump in in that area. You know, Jim Creek, and then head up to Hunter Creek. There's a couple up there. You know, one of them I would recommend to guys, it's not a, a day trip, but you can mm-hmm. easily do it in a weekend, is run up to Delta Junction and go do the mm. Clearwater. Clearwater is that an awesome is, creek. It is amazing. You know, and you can a, do that's it. That's a float, in a, right? It's a float. You can do yeah. it in a canoe. You can do it in a little flat bottom pram. Um, especially these military guys they can rent those boats mm, and try you could leave out saturday morning and uh run up there and fish half a day camp summertime you could fish right through the night mm-hmm. but it is it's like an aquarium there's just so many grayling in there they're yeah. huge yep had Push some up. uh some good friends that did that and man just oh yeah eli and couple other guys from church did that one year. I think Mason was on that too, man. It was just, he, they said it was amazing. So yeah. One that I know a lot of guys have done uh, at work is they go to the Bushkana and what they'll do is they'll put in at the campground and they'll float down because the Bushkana Creek comes along the road there. So they put one, they put the car there or they bring their, they leave their bike stashed in the, in the trees. And I've actually seen them do this where they literally float the Bushkana catching grayling the whole way and then they take their they stash their gear take their bicycles and bicycle back to the truck Bush off the denali that? highway off the denali highway oh okay yeah, yeah. so I mean, if you're looking for a little more adventure that's definitely the way to do it again bear country carry a big uh, stick so to speak mm. right yeah well guys could run up there you could hit i've never fished them i've hunted up there but you got brush canna and then just before that seattle creek so oh, there's yeah. you know there's a ton of little creeks that are in there, but like you said, it's it's. Dan's getting all frozen on us here. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, you know we love Zoom and we hate Zoom all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. So were you. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, I was uh, waiting for somebody to move. Now we were just talking about this earlier of like, man, missing the talking about, man, Zoom's been, the audio quality has been pretty good about doing this on Zoom and being able to do it from <laughs> too soon. our garage or, our, you know, our, in our office or whatever. And you don't have to go anywhere to be able to do this, these podcasts and stuff. And then it's like, then you have that. <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know. I'm looking I, forward to that. So it, it, I, I think it also depends upon how far they're looking to drive into. That's always another thing. I, I like to ask that just because some people are like they're the drive is just as much as the adventure as the fishing is. So like, for example, if you said, Hey, I'm going to go to the Bush Kana and I spend one day, like I'll drive out there Friday night. I'll spend all day Saturday fishing and come back on Sunday and they can have just as much fun on that beautiful drive as they would. Some other folks like, no, I only have a day. Mm. I need to get on the river, you know, do my thing. And I need to be able to get off at a reasonable hour for whatever reason. Like a Montana Creek would be better for, I just need yeah. to go out there, buzz out for the afternoon, you know, with the wife and then maybe go hit Talkeetna, which I find actually Montana Creek, Sheep Creek is really good for that. If you want something to wear, like your wife's kind of into fishing, you know, she's cool with it, but not like sold. Like we would go backpacking in, at least I would go backpacking in and I've done that before just for fishing. Um, being able to go fish for a few hours, get your wife on a few fish and then go into Talkeetna, uh, Montana is hard to beat. A little mm. crowded, but well, I remember the, the time we went out there with all the family and everything, we actually were fishing during the, the youth derby. So I've never seen it that crowded other than when they do the, the, the youth pink derby. And it's just kids and kids and kids all over the place. Cause it's like a hundred bucks or something like that for the, the biggest pink brought in that day or yeah. something. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people that go up for that. I've never had that many people fishing where we were fishing before on Montana. But the fun part is, is, is to say, ah, oh, we got some more dog food and have the look of the Fort lower 40 eaters. They're utter sh like shock that you're talking about yeah. throwing this into your dogs. <laughs> um, How about a Petersville Road? Have you guys done any fly fishing up there on any of those creeks? Or so I've not. So not yet. Not yet, but I can tell you, the trick is not Petersville Road. That's the easy thing. Oh, that's where to go. It's actually come off Petersville, and then oil well is immediately on your left, about a half a mile up. It's the only road out there. I mean, like you drive a half right. mile, and like it, and you go down the gravel road, and it's fifteen miles. You'll cross Croto, and past Croto, there's another one that you cross. There's like King and Moose or something like that. Yeah, there's like three of them, and they all have <laughs> solid, solid. I mean, I was down there having a lunch with my kids and because we were looking for uh, moose and bears place stuff and whatnot and the this the kings in there were incredible like they weren't like keepers like they're just you know but i mean they're bright red you could see them the uh, holes looked amazing like i mean like when like um what's the name of that movie um with uh river runs through it a river runs through it thank you it was that kind of pretty <laughs> i mean you say that movie when you're talking about fishing is there another movie I mean, right, right. Uh, well, you know, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, um, and along down along oil well, it will say. So there's a big sign. It's funny. So just so everybody knows, full disclosure, there's a sign. It sits about 15 feet off the road, and it says local traffic only. Okay. Well, number one, it's a public road. Number two, it's maintained by your tax dollars. And number three, there is fishing access specifically designated by uh, ADF and G where you can park down below where they actually like no overnight parking, like no overnight camping. You're here in the middle of nowhere. It's no overnight camping. And they have places for you to park. I'd like, really like to know if that local traffic only sign is a state sign or if that's some local that put it up. Well, so it's one of those that the reason why I bring it up is because it looks like a state sign. Like it's green sure. with the white lettering. I mean, like it looks legit. Like, yeah, and I just, I don't, whatever, because I'm like, I mean, does I it have it. a state sticker on it? I didn't look that close because I was driving past at 30 miles an hour. And I said, you know what, this, I know this is a maintained road and I know there's access up here that I'm allowed to go to. So kiss my, because if, if honestly, if I'm trying to keep people from coming down my little road where my cabin is, right. I'm going to put up a big old green sign with white lettering that says local traffic only. And you could actually <laughs> buy those signs from Canada. Like you could buy a stop sign if you wanted to, like mm -hmm. it's not that big a deal. 
The question sure. is, do we have the stickers? You're right. On the back side yeah. too. On the back side, it'll <laughs> have the state of Alaska stickers. So, but yep. anyways, yeah, there, it looks just absolutely amazing. I want to go fish it. There's plenty of fish in there. We were still mm-hmm. watching them roll and whatnot. It was, it was a good day. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I've heard good things about uh, the trout up in that area. Yeah. And, and <laughs> those that are like going, man, it's how bad is the road? I mean, a standard two wheel drive car could have done it. I happen to have my Suburban, but I mean, it's not like it's a bad road at all. Mm. Like it's, it's gravel. So I mean, you have to know how to drive a gravel road. Yeah, don't be crazy. Right, don't be stupid. So, but you know, yep. It's 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 graded. It's maintained. So another. So Dan, you're talking about going south. Um, man, I I love that area. I work in the fire department down there. Um, spent a lot of time Girdwood Seward Highway, that whole area. Um, another really fun little creek to fish. Uh, it's not as productive. Um, is uh, Glacier Creek. So this is right past the Girdwood cutoff. Um, and it's on your, on your way South. It's just past the, uh, the, the, uh, to whatever it's Soro or whatever the gas station is there. It's so, yeah. To Soro. Really good As ice cream there, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you pass it to Soro and man, it's on, there's a little pull off right next to the highway. You you blink and you miss it, honestly. Um, and it's right as you go over the bridge, there's a little pull off and there's a little trail that just goes right along the Creek and you can walk all the way back up to the, the railroad train trestle. And there's a huge hole right there that they'll just pile up in. Just a <laughs> great little spot. Um, yeah, uh, I've fished that quite a bit, especially working down there. You get off shift, go fish, then go home. People probably hear a lot about Bird Creek too. Um, yeah, I, to me, Bird Creek, a tail race, kind of are you North Anchorage or South Anchorage? You know what I mean? Like, if you're North Anchorage, you hear about the tail race, if you're Eagle River. If you're South Anchorage, like, they, a lot of guys go to Bird Creek. The only downside to Bird Creek, by comparison to the tail race, in my mind, other than distance because of where we live, is you now have to pay to park there. So, if I'm going to go to something like that, I'd just rather go to tail race where it's free. Or you invest in one of these little beauties. Yeah. Little state parking pass. Yeah. <laughs> I have problems so, with those things, but that's a whole other topic. I know. You don't like paying the government money for anything. Well, I pay my taxes. Thank you very much. That's <laughs> that, that is another tax. It's just another tax. Yeah, but I can go park in a place that you can't. I also got I'm... that. I also got that for free. So, I mean, my wife's work gives them out to all their employees. They pay for them all. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Um, the, so the thing I don't like about Bird Creek, um, from the fishing side of it is it is a mud hole. Like you need to have waders and you're going to come out head to toe in glacier silt. It's just, is what it is. Um, if you're going to fish it, fish it on the outgoing tide, kind of wait till you get towards the, the, the very last bit of it and spot fish at low tide. Cause there's still enough water that there's going to be fish pushing through it. Um, you don't have as many fish as the big, you know, when it's full, but that is a deep ditch. That's a very <laughs> deep ditch. Have you ever hiked up it quite a ways? Can you get back in there half mile uh, or a mile? You can. You, you, that river goes way up in there. I don't know how far you can fish. Right. Well, let's say, I know they run it. They, they actually physically like run the, because uh, of the Bird Creek. Uh, they run the ridge. They don't run up the creek. Right. Uh, but Oh, that's right. They do. That's right. They don't go up. Yeah. yeah there's Bird Ridge and then there's Bird Creek. Bird, Bird Ridge. As well. So they, they go up Bird Ridge, correct. but that Creek does go up quite a ways. Um, I just don't know where the, the fishing is cut off on there. I'm pretty sure it's not too far down. I want to say it's, it's like pretty much right there. 500 yards. Yeah. It's, you can't go up very far and it's all tidal. So right, I mean, you're going to be fishing the tidal area. From so, uh, because I had the regs from earlier, I just happened to not just set my phone back down, so it popped right back up. It says uh, from its mouth upstream to approximately five, approximately five hundred yards to an ADF and G marker. Only yeah. July fourteenth through December thirty one. So if they're like a June kind of guy, that's not going to work. Yeah. Um. So I've gone to I've gone to Bird a couple of times. It was just I came out of there covered muck. And not, I mean, there's, there's quite, you can come out of there with fish if you know what you're doing. 
I mean, if that's your place, you decided you want to fish that and that's it. Yeah. You're going to get fish. But for somebody who's like, man, I just don't, I, I want to try something new. I just want to get some fish. I, uh, I would say go give all those places a shot. You can give ship Creek, go to the tail race, go to bird by all means. Um, I, I would, you're going to get the experience of fishing for sure. Um, are you going to be awesome and successful and feel really good about coming out of there and you're, you know, not battling people, not battling mud, not battling all that stuff. No, probably not. You're going to have, you know, another place that is actually kind of a, one of those people don't really think about because they think about it for another reason is rabbit slough. <laughs> rabbit slough has a run of silvers. Hmm. But the thing is, is during the silver run, what else is going on in that time of year? A little bit of duck hunting. A little bit of duck hunting. So that place is, the parking lot is packed with duck boats. So, but there's a silver run that comes up through there. So I've heard people go down there and pull silvers out of Rabbit Slough. Um, Cottonwood Creek is right down there too. You can do the Cottonwood Creek entrance. Uh, Wasilla Creek, they're all right down there coming out of the end, uh, the end of uh, turning or the Cook Inlet. Cook Inlet, yeah. And those all have fish that will push up them. So, yeah. So there's there's a there's quite a bit of little just little creeks. Even Peters Creek, you know, you go to the mouth of Peters Creek, and and you'll have pinks and silvers and all push up that creek. So. So is that isn't that a Clutena land though, or can you get on there? No, you can get on there. So actually, uh, if you look at Onyx, none of that. <laughs> so I grew up in that area. That's that's where I grew up, and I always heard that whole area is Clutena land. Don't go out there; you're going to get run off by you know the the Clutena tribe, and they're going to get pissy, whatever, right? Pissy that you're out there. Well. I don't know if it was just because that's what my dad always just kind of told me to keep me from going out and doing something dumb. I have no idea. But when Probably. you look on – man, there's a strong <laughs> chance. Um, so once I started, you know, screwing around on Onyx, kind of looking at those areas and realized how big the native land is out there, there's not – it's not a lot. Huh. Eklutna does not have a lot of land. Eklutna land starts actually well away from – Peter's Creek, uh, yeah, Peter's Creek, and that area where you fish is actually a MOA Parks and Recreation area. Huh. So there's a little, you go down by the Birchwood Airport before you kind of come around the end of it there, and there's a little road, and you follow that road to the end of it, and there's a trailhead. It's not a public trailhead. It's not like a big publicized thing, but it meets up with the MOA. It's right at the edge of that MOA land, and you can take a little trail, and it goes, it's like a little cul-de-sac you go down there too. And uh, walk through the woods and pop out at the mouth of the creek. There you go. And they're nice wide trails. I I don't know. They're not like maintained, but they're you, in theory you could run a quad down them. You know what I mean? Like oh, it, you could. Yeah, there's no ac no access for a car, uh, a quad. I think they have it like boulders and stuff blocking right. all the access off. But they're big, nice trails. Um, and then on the but other side, I was gonna say they get a run of silvers in there, huh? Mm -hmm. They do. Yep. Um, you, know where else, you know where else gets a good run of silvers, I'm told, which I have yet to fish. It's been on my list forever. Just one, one thing or another, haven't fished it, is the – I think it's Cottonwood. It might be Cottonwood. It's – you go out to the valley, and you can pass yeah. Loberg on the, on, the, on the road. I'll go yeah, all the so way down the – Wasilla Creek's the next one over. Yeah. It's the one right before that, and you just drive right down that road. There's a little – there's a set of gates they open up. You just drive all the way to the end. Remember when we, when we got the burn barrels for the church? And we went down to the flats. Right. That's on the other that's, side. That's Cottonwood Creek. Oh, no, no. This is the other side. This is the, you drive past Loberg on that little frontage road all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. so, as you come all the way down to the end, and then you, and then there's You're a little. Wasilla Creek. Is it the Wasilla Creek? It's Wasilla Creek. Oh. Uh, thought Wasilla so Creek was over. Well, according to Onyx, Wasilla Creek is over. One is to the east a little bit, or west, rather. It's not telling me what the name of this one is. I said, have a name for you. I don't know. It's some little ditch, but I guess there's supposed to be some silvers in that. It's supposed to just be, you know, three a yeah, day. So they, yeah, they push up that whole area. Um, I know what you're talking about. And I want to say it's the Wasilla 
Creek, Cottonwood Creek trailhead is what you have to do. But Cottonwood Creek is – a Cottonwood moves quite a ways up there if you really look at where Cottonwood Creek comes into. Um, mm-hmm. But that creek we went to when we went down to the Duck Flat area, oh, yeah. um, the game management, that is Cottonwood Creek. So it just runs all the way up through there. But, yeah, because this is on the – where I'm talking about is on the far east side as the right where the highway cuts through. I think you're looking at Rabbit Slough. Is that Rabbit Slough? Yeah. Maybe it is. I'm not – It is. I just know about like how to get there. No, it's Spring Creek. Thank you, Google Maps. Mm. It's it's like so you literally drive up to the to um, Matsu Regional and you go mm-hmm. across the Minnesota Valley, come down Loberg, all the way down to the end. The pavement dead ends and there's you know public gates that are opened down the gravel road all the way to the end right there at Spring Creek. Apparently that's 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 the Rabbit Slow entrance. I'm sure again, come duck season, there's probably a bunch of duck hunters down there. Yeah, that's that's Rabbit Slough. When I say Rabbit Slough, that's okay. That goes gotcha. down down into Rabbit Slough. So it starts at Spring Creek and turns into what's called Rabbit Slough. So, but yeah, um, and that's that's a real easy, and like yeah, like you said, there's a ton of duck hunters there down there. That, that parking lot's gonna be packed full of people. So, but so yeah, um, so there's a couple other really nice creeks you can do if you go all the way up the parks highway not all the way up you start keep going up the parks highway mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little bit longer run but byers creek which is i don't know I'm trying to figure out how much past talkeetna it is yeah you're probably another 15 minutes past petersville road 20 minutes past petersville road because you have byers creek it's about two and a half hours out two hours and 40 minutes somewhere in there uh that but- has got an that's another really good creek for uh, a salmon run. They got a lot of a lot of fish that push through there. Yeah, this is about two hours from Anchorage to the Talkeetna cutoff. Right there at the Yep. So, so on buyers, do you fish that between the highway and the Sioux, mm-hmm. or either side? Uh, highway down. Yeah, that's the only time I've done it. Is highway down, and one of the places I really want to try. What I'd love to do one of these days is do a a weekend parks trip. So basically go all the way up to Cantwell. Um, and then just south of Cantwell, there is, before you hit, was it Summit Lake? There is, what's that creek called? Goodness, I can't remember the name of that creek. Getting old. Yeah, right. I know. Right before you get to Summit Lake, uh, you cross over this little teeny creek. And it's... Oh, where were the, where the old... Um... Where they have the, the the old highways on one side right there. There's a bunch of places you get off down in it. I think I know what you're talking about. I think so. It's been it's been Yeah, I remember so. seeing that like down there. Look like look like good fishing. Yeah, and I've you know, I've heard that you do get some old fish that come running up there, old uh, old salmon that'll get all the way up in there. Um, <laughs> um and which means you have some trout good trout fishing up in there. So but uh if it's in the Highway Angler book, I'm gonna to go to the Highway Angler book. Mm. I'm sure it's in there. So, question. Yeah, you have to give up all fishing for the summer, except for one weekend. You've got a Friday. You get a three-day pass. You have Thursday night. You get to pack. Friday morning, you can leave. You have to be back Sunday night at like nine. You're one. You're one. Count them one freshwater opportunity this year. Where are you going? Now, hmm. Can you dip net? We'll say no. Let's keep it rod and reel. No, 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 I'm saying, can you also dip net that year? Like, are you allowed to go dip netting? And then what's your other one trip? Or is it like, this is your one time that you're going to go get any kind of fish for the year? Oh, no, no. This is like uh, your one time to go rod and reel fishing. Okay. So, so you so still dip net like, separate. You can do all, everything else. Oh, wait. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You, you, so. it's, it's after dip net and you have one this is your one time you're actually gonna get your rod and reel out and you're actually gonna go get a line wet and you're gonna try and catch some fish where are you sure. going dan where are you going hands down going to the kenai yeah yep there's Why? so many areas because there's so many areas down there that you can park and if you can if you're willing to walk a half a mile or a mile you can get back in there and be by yourself 
Mm. Or maybe with a couple of other guys. And it's either going to be silvers or reds. And you're going to catch your limit. Now, I would say Kenai if I had a float. Mostly because I just don't think I know it well enough, those little spots. It's not a place I grew up fishing. We did a lot of stuff north. We didn't do a lot of stuff in the Kenai. All right. So I've floated it a couple times with some buddies. And if I had a, if I had a, a way of getting on the water, hands down the Kenai. You get on one of those little islands out there, done. Yeah, there's, there's just plenty of places to hike into that you can safely get out on a gravel bar and, and fish. Now, if the water's really high on a real high year, it can be difficult. Mm. But on, a, on an average year, you can hike in there and fish in knee-deep water on a gravel bar and, and have a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. Man, I wish because uh, so there's one spot that I do know about on the Kenai. So this is coming out of Ski Lake. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So just south of Ski Lake, it kind of turns into this real braided area, and you kind of get these wash bars, um, and they just hold up on the backside of those wash bars. There's some amazing trout in those areas. So that's one place I'd try and get to. But that is a good hike. That's a good two mile hike in, if I remember correctly. Um, cause you have to come at it from the ski lack road, which is a little bit longer to get to. It's not right. like you pop down on the Kenai. Um, so, and it's the lower Kenai. It's not the upper Kenai. Right. So, right. Uh, a lot of the trails that I'm talking about, it's right in town, you know, right around mm -hmm. California beach, you know, get, you know, if you just had a couple of day trip and did mine hotel in it or campground in it. So down in Kenai? Yeah. Like in the city? Yeah. Yeah. I've never done, I mean, I've done a few little spots there, but it's all the, you know, where there's a ton of other people, you know, Moose Creek or one of those, you know, it's just not, not super fantastic. You're kind of combat fishing. I hate combat fishing. Right. I would rather go find a place where I'm going to catch a ton of pinks and not see anybody else. I will have a ball. Love it. Yeah. Then go find a place where there's a lot of people so right that's just me personally so oh man if i had to pick a spot that's a hard one right i mean because we, we we know about lots of places like uh, i'd buzz over here i do that but if i had one opportunity what are you gonna do you're putting all your eggs in that basket i think part, for me part of it kind of goes time of year so i mean like early i mean if you want like a consistent producer no matter what time during the summer the Kenai you're going to catch something. Um, but if you said, look, it's August. I don't know. Montana would be a lot of fun. Sheep Creek. I mean, I could see kind of doing that area camp out. You're not that far away, but you know, you're also, you're, you're going to be on fish. I mean, 50 fish days, you know what I mean? If it's, if it's your one opportunity, 50 fish days, kind of hard to say no to again, but it is salmon and it's the pinks. Yeah, um, ah, I'm almost leaning towards something bigger. I'm almost thinking I would like to go up way up north and chase char. That's another option as well. I wouldn't like say it's a bad option at all. Go up to the SAG or get way up there. I've never been up there, so it's one of those also there's also the adventure of it. Right, sure. it comes into my head of like, okay, I'm gonna go. We're gonna go north. We're gonna way north. Dan, you've been up there. You have a better idea of what that's like, what the fishing up there is like than anyone, any of us. Um, yeah, I know the country well. I never fished it. You know, mm -hmm. driven that road hundreds of times, but I've never fished it. Um, there's some great, great grayling fishing. Obviously, the char, but yeah, that's. But, you know, from here, you're looking at a 14-hour drive, 15-hour yeah. drive to, get, to yeah. get over Attigan to where you can get into the char. Yeah. So it'd be worth it. I don't know. I, and, that, and that's kind of where I'm like, it, on a, on a, a one, one time a year, that might be a four-day, honestly. Yeah. Um, four or five. But, I'd have so much fun, I probably wouldn't want to leave. I'll be, you know, honest trying to convince me yeah. come back to work you know <laughs> yeah rona um, is that you 
That was that was Rona here in the garage. <laughs> I want to know who's going to name their duck dog Rona after this. Oh, it'll happen. Uh, Rona and, uh, in quarantine. I'm telling you that those names are coming out. You know they're coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. If if I think I think the Kenai has always been one of those places for me that is just magical. Mm. There's something about it. Um, and so being able to. Go ahead, sorry. Getting, if you can get on the Kenai away from people, you will never find anything better. But you have to get away from people. If you're fishing on the Kenai shoulder to shoulder, there's it just kind of taints it and ruins it a little bit, in my opinion. Being somebody who has fished places on the Kenai with nobody else, doing floats on the Kenai where you're sitting on an island and it's you and your two buddies and you have this just braided island full of trout and reds and occasional king here and there it's you don't get better than that but then you go to some place like bing's landing and you're shoulder to shoulder with some dude who's snagging and cussing you out because you're too close to him it's just like well i don't want to be there right? right so but you know i've also taken somebody who has never fished in alaska and gone to the russian and combat fished in the you know right down there at the, the confluence and they are this is the best thing i've ever done so i mean perspective i guess but yeah what were you saying dan oh i was gonna say if we only had, had could do it one time i think i'd change my answer and use alaska miles and fly down to yakutat mm. <laughs> you're only gonna get to fish one weekend yeah mm. yeah and see that's where i was going with going north is like if i have one for the year yeah the Kenai is but it's beautiful and if you get the right spot of the kenai it's amazing but i want to go yeah. to places i've never done and it's just gonna just kind of blow you out of the water and what about crook creek crook creek campground um right there on the casilof it's mm. i mean it's like fishing the russian or not, not the russian the kenai it is I but mean, there's no people i, I still i i Options. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick one, I'm not gonna go someplace that I can just get to. You know, I'm kind of with Dan on this of like, I want to go someplace that's like, dude, you know, uh, you know do a hop over. I'd use my airlines to go to Yakutat for the glacier bear, but that's me. I'm, I really want a blue bear on my wall. But different topic. <laughs> I think. I mean, well, I you could do it. You, in the, do it in the fall. There and you, you go. could do both. You get steelhead mm. and your blue bear. Mm. Sure. Like you said earlier, Dave, time of year matters. True, um, true. I don't know if you can do a puddle jumper over to, you know, like uh, get over to uh, Port Allsworth or something like that. And just some of the fishing that's over there is just. Only thing you forgot about, Dan, and I'm going to throw this out there only because it is COVID world and this is the world I deal with. And part of I deal with is traveling people around the great state of Alaska. Raven Air is closed. So, yeah. so having said it that, won't, it won't stay close. Uh, yeah, well, for the actually, moment. Actually, it, it might be a good thing that it's, they're shut down and can do some maintenance and do some work on their aircraft. So, Right. But, I mean, anyway. for the moment, they're, they're Chapter 11, blah, blah, blah. But you can't really use airline miles if they're not there, is my point. Yeah. Well, Alaska Airlines flies down to Yakutat. And you will always – yeah. And you will always I have – I didn't know that. A – you always have a company that flies to those those oh, absolutely towns. absolutely whether it's Raven Air or whether somebody else buys Raven Air out or the government bails out Raven, there will be somebody that flies to those places because absolutely they have that's to. part so, of what I'm doing when I'm trying to get people home. You know, when they come in here with heart attacks and things like that, part of what I do every day. So I'm you know mm-hmm. dealing with those really small mom and pop operations. A lot of fun, sure. but it's frustrating. So I think you know if you had one weekend trip. I don't know. It, I kind of think that going out to uh, to the Dillingham area and doing some of those rivers back in there. That's amazing um, fishing over there. Yeah, doing. But again, that kind of requires a float. Like you need to float it. Right. But that's like the 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 dream guided thing, you know, where you're you got the bush planes and the float planes and the, all the stuff getting you out there because. 
forget which river it is. There's one out there that I've always wanted to float, and I keep can't remember the name of it. I've watched a couple videos on it, and uh, I can never find it. But I guess it depends also on the experience you're looking for. For me, either A, I want to get on fish and know I'm going to get on fish, or B, I want to get like away. So fishing is a part of it, but like there's more to it than just the fishing. So like that, that's a Mm-hmm. yeah for me i can go to some place where i'm not going to catch a lot of fish and have just as good a time as if i was catching fish and you know pulling mm-hmm. a ton of fish out and love it versus have that i know a lot of guys that are so frustrated because they're not catching fish and it's not worth their time right that's why i kind of said the keen eye if i only had to do it once i want my three silvers or my six reds so i had meat yeah versus me i kind of like well that's why i made the point of can i go dip netting right because yeah. if there is no if i can go dip netting i have my meat i have the fish and i got some of the right. best reds that you're gonna get right and then right. i'm gonna go find a place that i don't care about catching fish i want to go for the experience of it or i want to go someplace where i'm going to catch so many pinks that your arm is burning by the end of two hours you know those are fun days. Go, well screw it i'm not you know i'm gonna like tackle a couple and see what I can catch, you know, those kind of things and more go for the experience of it or do a catch and release trout run or something. That's just, just one of those great days that you're just going to remember versus if you're going for a meat run, it's going to be in your head and you're going to remember it, but it's not going to be memorable. Does that make right. sense? Right. So man, we kind of drifted away from the whole uh, like, where do you tell a guy to go fish and to like dream fishing trips there, didn't we? <laughs> well, but I mean, it, it, but it is a good point in terms of what would you tell a guy? Hey, I only have this, you know, this uh, one weekend to go and I have three days. I have a three day pass from the military. You use that same kind of kid approach, or maybe it's just a two day pass. Like I have this weekend. It's the one weekend that, you know, for whatever reason, I could just solely focus on fishing. This might be your only opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, true. It, you know, life is a challenge. And the more I'm around, I kind of go, we're all to that point where you can get sidelined with something and all of a sudden your summer just slips away. You know what I mean? So when I think about like, where do I want to go here? Like I'm working on the boat motor earlier today, you know, like I want to get out because if I can get out in May and then for some reason, like last year, my dad's shoulder, I mean, he fell in early June. It was before the 15th. He fell and broke his collarbone. Mm-hmm. Well, that pretty much screwed his summer of fishing. Because, I mean, you can't really, you know, because, you know, your collarbone, I mean, he could really couldn't fish. I mean, he could assist. He could do a lot. He could have a lot of other fun, but he couldn't really do the rod and reel piece, you know? Couldn't do the dip netting either, but it just really sidelined him. So, I just kind of go, where would, you know, that was kind of, I'm realizing that more as I'm getting towards that four zero. Well, I am four zero mark. The check engine lights <laughs> going on. <laughs> That light's been out for a long time. You're trying to say say it's been on so long that it's off? (laughs) That's right. Uh, um, You know, one place that I think we – that I want to hit this year, Mm. um, and you're talking about the the quick trip, is uh, Resurrection River, Seward. Mm. Mm, Yeah. I've never done it. Yeah, you're not going to like it because you actually have to pay some fool who to park on his land to walk out there. Yeah, and I've heard about it. I know it's like <laughs> 10 bucks. I know. But here's the thing. That's private enterprise. So I don't mind private enterprise. <laughs> he's, he's got an enterprise. He's working. It's not a tax per se in the sense that it's not going to the government for them to yeah. waste my money. True. But, I mean, if some guy, he's trying to make a little bit of money to support his fishing habit. Um, so sure. going out and you get out in the water, the salt water, because it's, you know, brackish or whatever you know it's still stuck technically salt and uh start snagging because you can get a big old weighted hook and you can snag hmm. because once you're legally snagged so once you're in salt water you can snag fish yep so you get your waders on you grab your little backpack of food you walk out to a little gravel bar out there which is tidal technically and you find a little channel these fish are pushing up and you just start slinging some 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 hook and that's one of those that would be great for like a suicide run. Yeah, a lot of guys do those. I mean, it's a long run. I mean, you're 
three, well, I just, I can't three hours down, but yeah. And that's what I do is I do a, a camp and run, um, just run down there, camp overnight, get up and fish the next day and leave and be back that next night. So, um, yeah, suicide runs are getting harder and harder to do. I'm just, just saying older I get more sleep I need. Yeah. Yeah. When I was working the fire department, no problem, man. Yeah. Not a big deal. You're, you're in the groove. We were already in it. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing when you work nights, how, you know, now that I'm back to days when I was working nights, I could do suicide. I mean, it was only 18 months ago. I could do a suicide run in a heartbeat. You said, let's do a suicide done. Now it's like, mm-hmm. I've been on days for 18 months. It's like, oh, you, you want me to stay up how late? To sleep in my bed? <laughs> well, no, it's not so much that. It's, it's like, you want me to stay up how late? Oh, you know, oh, I'll do midnight, yeah. 1 a.m., but okay, I'm done. Right. Now we're all Thanks. looking at the clock going, dude, it's like 8.30. It's almost time for bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's beautiful. So, well, it would be sunshine if it wasn't cloudy, but. That was deep, Dave. Wow. You should be a meteorologist. <laughs> I think well, he, hold on, hold on. It. He one is one now for Alaska. Well, well, yeah. Look out the window. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, sunny. Sunny with a touch of clouds. Easiest job in Alaska because half the time you're going to be wrong, and the other half nobody cares. That's right. Jeez. Uh, so, so you know, those guys. They really do try. Yeah. So. I mentally sent one. Well, fellas, I think that probably wraps this one up. Though we're getting. <laughs> getting to that time so you betcha sweet so dan have fun good luck yes so, you betcha yeah i'll chat with chat there. with you chat with you tomorrow before i head out yeah for sure so right on um so you know, yeah the part that's the worst part about this is it's just gonna be killing me as i'm sitting at my desk all day tomorrow and tomorrow's not gonna bug me as bad as friday knowing that he you're on gets, the water he gets really butthurt when anyone else is doing anything and he has to sit at work like it's kind it, well, of go ahead i i kind of messed up last weekend but i won't forget this weekend to text you some pictures from the water oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah some, get some good video too or something out there and just kind of have the have the kids take some video and just we'll get something good going with stuff so. you enjoy the heck out of that and be safe yeah. out there at the water please yep. yeah you bet so all right guys well thank you um and for all you listeners out there, hit us up on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, all that good junk and uh, whatever platform you listen to us on, uh, jump on there and give us a good five-star rating so we can keep doing this. So, all right, all right fellas.